Hi, and welcome to an episode of our Pulse In brought to you by the Students of Color Collective in partnership with CFUV. SOC is an advocacy group committed to anti-racism, social justice, and BIPOC mental health. We provide community support and resources for racialized students. This year, our Pulse In is an audio project with themes such as love, unity, and social justice. These episodes were produced on the traditional territories of the Lekwungen-speaking peoples and the Spanish peoples. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me for this podcast episode for SOC annual zine. My name is Funa Rovasoye, and I am the SOC uh, Cultural Events Coordinator. Today, I am joined with Fala Olorode. Uh, hello, welcome, Fala. Um, we are so happy to have you here today interviewing with SOC. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm really glad to be here. Um. <laughs> We're glad that you are here. Uh, I was hoping that we could start off with some introductions. Would you mind telling me uh, your name, even though I just introduced you, uh, your personal pronouns, what cultural background you identify being from, and what you're here studying at UVic? If you can remember all those things, don't worry if you need me to repeat them. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, my name is Fola Kemi Olorade. I typically go by Fola or just Fo. Um, I go by the pronouns she, her. Um, I am originally Nigerian, uh, and that's where I credit most of my culture from, but I also grew up in a small town in Saudi Arabia. Um, I am a second year UVic student studying biochemistry. I believe that's all the questions. <laughs> I might have missed one. No, that was everything. You did really good on that. Thank you. And I wanted to ask, what inspired you to submit your artwork to SOC for our zine? So I actually wasn't 100% sure if I was going to do it. I wasn't sure if I was going to come up with a piece that I liked well enough to submit it. But um, I always try to make art with an intention and so I had the idea to start the piece sometime during like finals I was starting to get overwhelmed and I was like I just need to sit down and paint for a little while to relax um, which is something I do quite often and so as I was starting I just kind of had <laughs> the idea and I was like this painting re really means a lot to me and I hope it can mean a lot to someone else to see it and yeah so that was the driving force behind me um, submitting my piece. We're so glad that you did. I will get into talking about your painting because I have so much to ask, but I want to ask a few more starter questions. Like, um, what? how do you identify as an artist, as a hobbyist, or how did you develop your skills as an artist? I would definitely consider myself a hobbyist or like an amateur. I kind of paint what I want. Sometimes it's not necessarily good, but it just, you know, gets me doing something. Um, in terms of art, I've kind of always had a creative spark, I guess. I've always wanted, I've always loved doing creative things. And so I was lucky enough to be in a place like early on where like my parents were like, oh, you want to 
draw you want to do an arts and craft project all right we'll get you something to do that and so I can't really like say that I have a good idea of when I started or how long it's been um I've just kind of always been getting my hands dirty with some paint or some chalk or something for as long as I can remember Mm -hmm. that's really interesting um, I remember reading your bio about your artwork, and you kind of started off with saying that you've lived in multiple continents and countries, and you've moved a- around a lot. So I'm wondering, what role did your upbringing play in the artist that you are today? Um, I think it definitely had an impact in the sense that I've never really been afraid to try new things, to try new styles, to fail, to like incorporate different ideas. Um, I think that because I've lived in so many different places, I've met so many different people and everyone I meet has an impact on my life in some way, whether it be like super tiny or super big. Um, So when it comes to creating pieces and things like that, I just kind of go for it. There's nothing that really will hold me back other than like maybe time or not having the right color on hand or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like even having not having the right color would maybe force you to create in ways that you wouldn't otherwise yeah, think exactly. to. I'm <laughs> thinking of that TikTok challenge <laughs> where people like turn off, like turn on a red light or something. Um, but I digress. Oh, yes. I actually have been meaning to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you should. Um, that, that would uh, get rid of the color aspect, I think. Yeah. Moving into our current situation and being in a pandemic, I, I had to ask, how has creating during a pandemic influenced your artwork? I think, if anything, it's given me more time to work on pieces. Uh, <laughs> I've always been an introvert with like the mind of like, oh, I should probably, you know, leave my house every once in a while, interact with other people. <laughs> um, oh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so since I don't necessarily have to feel like guilty about not leaving, I can spend like 12 hours working on like one painting or one corner of a painting without necessarily feeling guilty about it. Um, I would definitely say the pandemic has affected where my paintings come from. So you're given a lot of time to, you know, be by yourself and really just explore what's going on in your own mind. And for me, that's not necessarily always the best space. And so getting the time to be alone with myself uh, helps me kind of discover and have that self-awareness, self-growth that happens. I'm looking at your art piece right now. Um, And when we were reviewing the sock submissions, which was one of my favorites personally, I really liked the mood that it captured, the sadness and the simplicity of it. Um, I'm just going to describe it to those who haven't yet seen it. So what I'm looking at is um, it looks like a hunched over body. And in the background, it looks to be raining. Yeah, Um, exactly. And 
<laughs> and I love I love the textures and the artistic swirls and the different colors of browns and blacks and hints of yellows in this body and this figure. And for me, when I'm looking at this, it captures the mood of loneliness and maybe even grief. Um, so I wanted to ask, what? How would you describe this art piece? Um, personally, I would describe it as the mood that I'm in, right, as everything is starting to overwhelm me. So I have dedicated a good chunk of my time, especially in the last couple of years, to kind of exploring my mental health and keeping all of that um, in the front of my mind just to understand where I am, understand what I'm feeling, understand why I'm feeling it, and to learn how to challenge that into different spaces. So for this particular painting, when I was painting it was right during finals where I had a biology final that was cumulative and just a lot to keep in mind to study for and I feel as though the painting in a way kind of captures me and how I feel sometimes with that how do I describe this it's that moment in which it feels like the weight of the world is kind of on your shoulders but you understand that it's just passing so to me it's the best way to capture how I would describe it is overwhelmed. And I guess that goes into the question I had. If you had to name this piece, um, what what title would you give it? Overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> just just that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I spoon fed you that answer. I'm sorry. <laughs> I want to replay that. Um, but I think that is a fitting title, um, yeah. especially in the stark, in the in the stark loneliness that COVID kind of brings upon all of us, and mm -hmm. being a student, especially yeah. right now, it's isolating and it's kind of hard. I was hoping that I could move on to talking about social justice and your artwork, mm -hmm. and also about being a person of color. Yeah. Um. As a person of color, do you feel like there are different standards um, of being an artist of color? I would say absolutely. I think that in the couple like art classes that I have been fortunate enough to take, uh, a lot of focus goes on to like Western and European artists and the things they've created over centuries of history that they're fortunate enough to have whereas a lot of art in the communities of people of color have kind of been erased and I particularly have a really strong interest in art history so when I have an idea of like oh I think I'd want to in incorporate something that's like more like traditional Nigerian art it's a lot harder to find that kind of information to kind of connect that with my own identity so 
as an artist of color, I think there's a lot more pressure to do something that's not necessarily been done before. There's a lot of pressure to create something that's not necessarily what's been seen all of this time, even though other artists might not necessarily have that pressure. It's something that you always have to keep in mind when you're a person of color creating art because it's already such a space that's not necessarily built for you. Um, And so entering it has this like extra societal pressure to do something breathtaking and revolutionary. Yeah, that was really well said. Um, For me, I feel like stepping into a space that um, might not really have as many people that look like you or are are as represented um, or are representative of your culture like you, you almost feel like you have an obligation to um, Mm -hmm. represent yourself, your culture, your background. And uh, as an artist, do you feel like that puts pressure on you in any way? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) No hesitation. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) No, none whatsoever. It's something that I constantly think about because a lot of the pieces I've made so far no one has ever seen they kind of just exist in the back of my closet in this giant canvas pile um because there's always this pressure that if I'm going to show something to the world it has to be something I absolutely love and someone else will love just as well especially if they're not looking at it through the same way I do because they wouldn't have had the experience of either being a person of color or just specifically being me, uh, they wouldn't have felt the same depth in certain emotions as I have. And it almost limits the amount, like what kind of art I can create in the sense that if I'm creating art for someone else to look at, I have to keep that in mind versus like just creating art for me. And that's kind of why this painting particular is one of my favorites, because I kind of started it with the idea of like, okay, I'm going to make a painting that means the world to me. And when I finished it, I literally stepped back and I was like, this is the absolute best thing I've ever created. It's my favorite piece so far. And I can't really say more about it other than I'm so glad that I took the time to create it. How might your interpretation of your art as the creator be different from someone who is viewing your work for the first time? I think that it would definitely invoke some slightly different feelings. I think that someone who had gone through a similar emotion might make, might recognize that a bit better than someone who looks at it and is like, oh, like you said, this piece invokes a lot of like, sad and heavy feelings so when I look at it particularly I almost feel like a hint of what I felt in that moment right so it's to me it's more of a memory and every time I look at it I see I feel that memory versus someone else would be looking at it 
and it might remind them of one of their memories, but it wouldn't necessarily be the exact same, like, moment captured. Would you say that forms of expression like painting, like the one that you've just done, or any artistic form of expression is, import is important, especially to people who find themselves in minorities or um, BIPOC people? Yes, definitely. Um, I think that creative means are very important, which is why I paint a lot. Like I'm a biochem major, like I said. So a lot of my day-to-day -day is focused more on like microbes and uh, gene mutations, things like that. Um, so I personally feel like art, dance, expression, all of these different forms of creativity and expression can be almost healing. They can capture emotions, feelings, trauma, all of that in a way that you may not have the words for. You might not be able to describe it or express it in any other way than being able to Paint, like draw it down, paint it, uh, put it in movement, things like that. So I think especially with the experience of a person of color where there are all of these added um, barriers, obstacles, there's, there's so many words I could throw in right now. <laughs> yes, exactly. There's all of these added emotions and feelings and events and moments that haven't necessarily been taught to us, right? Especially if you grew up in a predominantly white influenced or predominantly white institution where you are constantly being taught of an experience that, not, that won't necessarily reflect your own, that when the ways that you've been taught to express yourself don't necessarily match up with the ways that you feel. Yeah that creative means are super important. They're so very important important to expressing those ideas. Absolutely. And artwork, just looking at this piece, it seems like if I were putting myself in your shoes drawing this, it would almost feel cathartic to be feeling these heavy emotions and then have a way to display them in a tangible sense. Um, and I can look back on it and almost reflect on it like it, like it's a representation of me in the moment. So, yeah, that's something really cool about art, something cool about your piece. Uh, do you believe your personal and or cultural values and beliefs influenced your artwork at all? Yes. So one of the most important personal values that I've been working on is understanding and supporting my own mental health. Um, mm -hmm. Especially growing up, being around people who were in my culture and also in other cultures, talking about mental health isn't necessarily something that's encouraged, it's not necessarily something that's believed. And so for me personally, I value my own feelings and I try to make sure that I understand that I'm valid in the way that I'm feeling and that 
it is okay to not be okay it's okay to ask for help things like that because I haven't necessarily been told that my entire life I haven't necessarily been brought up in the ideas that Mm -hmm. depression is real anxiety is real things like that and so in my personal belief of understanding that understanding that as a person of color I'm not necessarily going to be taken as seriously especially in that department and validating my own experiences and being able to kind of encapture that so a lot of my artwork focuses on feelings and emotions rather than like concepts or I like pictures I would say yeah I definitely resonate that and I'm sure some of our listeners would resonate as well being a person of color myself mental health isn't necessarily prioritized or mm-hmm. believed in yeah um so having outlets like these I think are really important that being said why is it important to create art that reflects your community and who you are as a person um I would say just representation right so the best way I can describe it is using Disney princesses, right? <laughs> I remember a time where, because I didn't necessarily grow up in, like, a developed country at the time, where all of the princesses I were exposed to were white. And I remember thinking of this idea that princesses could only be white. They could only be, like, people who did not look like me. And so... When I enter any space, I think of how important it is for someone who looks like me to see me doing what I do. And this extends past just art for me, especially because I'm a Black woman in STEM. Uh, It's something I'm constantly faced with every day, where a lot of the people who you're taught about doing great things don't reflect you. And so by connection, correlation, you start to feel like you can't do it because it hasn't been done by someone who looks like you. And it's unfortunate that there isn't as much representation in art in a lot of spaces where someone younger than me, say like a seven-year-old who wants to, I don't know, paint for the first time, And they look up like famous painters on Google and they don't see anyone that looks like them. I think that in that sense, representation is just absolutely invaluable. No, I've had similar experiences. Um, So then what would you say, or how could you identify some barriers that need to be addressed for artists of color to thrive in today's society? I would just say access and encouragement, I think would be the two biggest barriers for someone who wants to get into creating art. Um, Personally, even though I was able to pursue creating things as a kid, it was always kind of as like a side or background thing where I was always encouraged to focus on learning my multiplication instead of like creating something new. Um, 
So being able to both have the space to create as well as have the encouragement to do what feels right to you. I would say that those are the biggest barriers that needed that need to be overcome. Mm, absolutely. Um, so then what would you say the most empowering thing for you being an artist of color is? I think the most empowering thing is when I complete something and I take a step back and I enjoy it. I look at it and I'm like, damn, you did that. Um, (laughs) I think that I personally get a lot of fulfillment within myself. And so being able to create for me to not necessarily make something so that someone else will fall in love with it, as long as I'm in love with it, then that's all that really matters to me. You mentioned earlier how, you know, growing up, being a person of color, um, the attention kind of wasn't put on art. It might have been put on learning the multiplication table or something like that. Where do you see Mm -hmm. your art career going in the future? I'm not sure. So I'm in the point in my life where, like, I'm... (laughs) more than halfway through a degree in biochemistry and (laughs) I actually really do enjoy my degree I enjoy learning about why our bodies function the way that they do and learning the chemical processes of breathing and things like that Uh, so for me art is always going to be like a passion project I think it's always going to be something in which I do as an escape from my day-to-day life. I love creating because it's different, right? So a lot of what I do in like when I'm studying, when I'm in a lab, things like that is more focused on the concrete and the mathematical and the systematic ways of like the scientific, uh, the scientific, um, wow, this is just blanking my mind, the scientific method. (laughs) Um, And so knowing that art is this completely different tune and it's something that fulfills me in a different way, I think that Mm -hmm. I'm going to continue to create art for me and not necessarily for anybody else or any other purpose than to express myself in a different way snaps to that (laughs) and I think it's important to have that duality I mean absolutely as an aspiring doctor did you say or biochemist yeah biochemist I don't think I want to go to medical school (laughs) doctors are amazing but I don't necessarily think it yeah it would mesh with my lifestyle (laughs) with who I know myself to be right now I don't think I want to be a doctor that's absolutely fair. But hey, at least you have art yeah. to help you through whatever your endeavors are. Absolutely. Um, and so that leads <laughs> that leads to um, my, last ca- my last question. Um, what advice would you give to the next generation of artists of color, people of color pursuing living 
in the world that we all exist in today? Um, I think the one lesson I needed to learn and I've spent the most recent years learning is not to be too hard on yourself. So a lot of society is going to have expectations and different ideas as to who you're supposed to be. And sometimes you can internalize that and create this different narrative of what you're supposed to do. Um, I know for a long time, I felt the pressure to be exceptional in everything that I did. And so that kind of stopped me Mm -hmm. from exploring different avenues. It stopped me from trying new styles and from like failing. And it's almost impossible to succeed in everything you do. And it's okay to not be perfect at everything. It's okay to fail every once in a while. It's okay to try something, have it not work out, get back up and try something else. It's absolutely normal. It is absolutely I've used the word okay like a million times now, but it's absolutely okay. <laughs> like you, I feel like, especially for people of color in, um, in the non POC spaces, there's this extra societal pressure where to overcome the barriers that are already in place, the obstacles that you're going to have to, you have to be exceptional, but that's not necessarily true. I think you can be perfectly content within yourself and not be society's definition of exceptional and be perfectly happy. And so that's what I would say is my advice to the next generation. Thank you so much, Fola, for interviewing with us today and speaking about your art and giving such profound advice and commentary on what it means to be a person of color. Um, I feel like I learned a lot and I hope that our listeners did as well. So thank you. Thank you. Um, It really means a lot to me that you liked my piece. Loved it. So I'm glad I got to sit down. (laughs) I gasped. I saw it and I gasped. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Awesome. This episode has been brought to you by the Students of Color Collective in partnership with CFUV. This podcast was produced by Melanie Lam with the support of Funa Robosoye and Neha Saxena.